0: Mrs. King's Chronicles, a podcast for the fans of the 80s television show Scarecrow and Mrs. King. My name is Taya Johnston, and I'm joined by my friends Lexi Fema and Jen Peterson. Unfortunately, Miranda Thomas is unable to join us this evening. We are going to be discussing season three's Playing for Keeps. In our order, it's number 15. It originally aired as number 14.
1: Playing for Keeps aired January 13th, 1986. The writer was Lee Maddox, and we talked about Lee when he directed his first SNK episode, Sour Grapes. He went on to write several more episodes in season four, and he also wrote for many other 80s TV shows. Some of my favorites like Hunter, Simon Simon, MacGyver, and Night Court. The director was Harvey Lehman, and we've also talked about him before as he directed A Lovely Little Affair. And like Lee Maddox, he goes on to work on several season four episodes. So the guest stars for this episode we have some interesting ones. First, I'll talk about Jill Carroll, who played Tina Thomerson. She started acting in 1983. She played in Psycho Two Highway to Heaven, Three's the Crowd, and Heat of the Night, and 21 Jump Street. Her last credit was in 2000 for an episode of Profiler. Tina Thomerson's bodyguard, Donna Clayton, was played by Sandy She She's had several roles in TV shows in the 1980s, such as The Fall Guy, Heart to Heart, Hardcastle McCormick, Knight Rider, Remington Steel, and Airwolf. Her last acting credit was in 1987, so she stopped soon after this. Tina's tennis competitor, Mary Dexter, was played by Rachel Daring. And I actually can't help but think this was a play on Mary Decker. If you remember, Mary Decker was the long distance runner that had an incident with another runner in the 1984 Olympics. In Los Angeles. She crashed and burned. It was quite the scandal, if you remember that, Tay. I bet you Lexi doesn't, but. <laughs> um, I sure do
0: <laughs> She wasn't well, born yet.
1: <laughs> yeah, since the names are so close, and they kind of, in this episode, they kind of pit her against Tina as her major competition. I could see that. That that they were um, talking about maybe Mary Decker, which is kind of neat. Tracy Austin, she's the one that recognized Lee and Francine and was also in the tennis competition. She, She played herself in this episode, which I didn't realize. Um, Tracy Austin was a competitive tennis player in the 1970s and early early 80s, and she's from Palos Verdes, California. She's the youngest player to be introduced into the International Tennis Hall of Fame in 1992 at the age of 29. In 1977, at the age of 14, she was the youngest player to enter Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. She was also the youngest player to win in 1979 at the age of 16, and she and her brother also played mixed tennis doubles and played in the Wimbledon tennis final in 1981. And they are the only brother-sister team to do that. So she is just taking names all over the place. However, it's kind of sad. Her tennis career came to an end in 1989 at the age of 26, when she was in a car accident, causing heart and spleen um, contusions and a sprained back. And that kind of ended her tennis career. But then it was kind of neat. She went on to do a lot of other work. She provides tennis commentary for networks covering competitions like Wimbledon and the French Open. And she was also a technical consultant for 21 episodes of the TV series Phen- Phenom. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Phenom? Yeah,
0: Judith, I did see that.
1: Starring Judith Light, and that ran from 93 to 94. And it was a story centering around the young life of a tennis pro. So very... um. It was a very good thing for her to consult
0: on. I remember watching but, her when I was a kid.
1: Um, I yeah, I do too, vaguely. But she started so young; I mm-hmm. didn't realize young, yeah, very young. Yeah. Um, and I this is the first time I don't think SK has ever had someone playing himself.
0: Oh, contraire, mon frère!
1: I do. You'd probably correct me if I was wrong.
0: Arlene Francis. <laughs> remember oh, Arlene Francis. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, I'm double agent um, season two
1: okay well she is the second um, <laughs> guest star to play herself but I thought it was kind of neat that they had a kind of tennis theme and then brought her in you can always tell the guest stars that are playing themselves they don't act very well and you're like <laughs> I yes. always think, hey she's probably a real tennis player and that's why she's on the show not because she can act so
0: <laughs> so true.
1: <laughs> I kind of picked that out long before I did the guest stars, but I had the suspicion. So next guest star, Kai Wolf, played Steckler, the scorpion tattooed assassin. And Kai also played Rostov in Saved by the Bells. So we've seen him before and talked with him about him. The hotel manager, Tischer, was played by Matthew Faison, He also played Howard in season one's Waiting for Gdorski and will play Hatcher in season four's Do You Take the Spy? I don't really remember Hatcher per se. I didn't go watch that season four episode, but I'm sure Taya knows him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We talked about Matthew back in season one, but he was born in 1944 and is known for several horror movies. It's just Friday the 13th and Jason Lives, Friday's Dead, and several other TV shows in the 80s and 90s. So the last guest I'll talk about is James Van Patten, who played Tony, Tina's secret husband. And I didn't realize this when I watched it, but James is the son of actor Dick Van Patten from A is Enough, Love Boat, and Happy Days. And Pat Van Patten who's also an actress. He was born in 1956 in New York, and he's an actor, writer, and producer. He started acting at age 12, probably following his dad's footsteps. James acted in Happy Days in 1977 as Sandy when, when he was 21. He acted in several other TV shows and the movie series Saw, which I don't know if you guys have watched watched. Oh, husband, yeah. My husband likes those movies. That I don't like them. But I like the first one. Yeah, the first one is good because all the concepts are introduced and it's, it's interesting. And after that, it just gets really gory.
0: Mm-hmm. Agree.
1: But he plays Dr. Hefner, the coroner, which I guess I'll have to look back if I ever watch the Saw movie, which is...
0: So who was this again? What was the guy's first name? The
1: actor? Mm -hmm. Uh, James Van Patten. James, okay. He went by
0: Jimmy for a while. Um, The reason I asked there, his brother, and I can't remember his name, but he's a poker player and he's a poker commentator. And so I know him from that. And I was like, that can't be the same guy. It was his brother then. Okay. Because his dad is Dick Van Patten. So the actor, Dick Van Patten. So they're brothers. I didn't
1: see that one pop up, but um, yeah, it seems like the family's too... Made a lot of good opportunities for themselves, for sure. Um, but he was also a stuntman for several episodes of L.A. Heat, which I don't know that at all. He's stunting, writing, producing. <laughs> He's also played himself in several other series, including The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which I never watched, but I guess he plays himself in that. And he had. Several projects that are either in post-production, currently filming, or have just been announced, which is kind of neat. So he's still working in the business. And since 1989, he has been the spokesman for his father's company, Dick Van Patten's Natural Bounds Pet Foods. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that, but... Uh, so James Van Patten has been very busy. And uh, the only other thing I'll mention is that the filming location, was the, where they had the tennis competition, was at the Calabasas Tennis and Swim Center. In Calabasas, California, also filmed there, it's uh, an episode of Simon and Simon and a Wonder Woman episode. So
0: if anyone's curious, very cool. Now the Charlie's Angels, I thought Charlie's Angels would have been at the same place, but maybe not. It looks similar. Those are the two that popped up for that
1: location, but who knows? There could have been others that weren't credited or.
0: It probably would have popped up if it was, just because all that is uh Charlie's Angels, hoopla. Calabasas
1: would be a cool, cool place to hang out and play tennis and swim. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: although then i thought about i think that's where the basketball player that just passed away that's where they were flying to is calabasas for oh, basketball tournament.
0: that's all you can and think of now
1: the, uh, to- toby right right colby, colby. colby so that's kind of sad i think there's a lot of sports uh it's like a little bit of a sports mecca there but that's it
0: excellent
2: with Amanda homesick, Lee and Francine team up to protect a prominent businessman's daughter who insists on competing at a tennis tournament.
0: Ma Like you said, it goes it goes with the with the boring ass episode to start, uh, and I think this is going to play a bigger part than normally does. But for the script, <laughs> we have a revised <laughs> shooting final dated December eleventh, nineteen eighty five. And why I say that is because this script actually was before Kate had to bow out of the episode for the most part due to her father's death. So this actually contains all that is wonderful Kate and and Amanda is actually integrated into the episode like normal. So it's Amanda going to the tennis resort with Lee and not Francine. And and, uh, there's quite a few scenes that are very different than what we got uh, filmed. So we'll definitely be talking about those. One thing, since we're talking about it, I'll just start going into it really quick. It's the first scene after we have the prologue, if you will, where they show the bad guys stuff going on. So this is close on large mouse cage. So those with, uh, with issues like, <laughs> I know Sheila, oh. Sheila's going to hate this. <laughs> we'll just call them Mickey's for those that don't like what they are. Okay, like Mickey Mouse. So resting on the island countertop with a calculator in hand, Jamie takes inventory of the cage inhabitants, six baby and two adult Mickeys. Jamie says, now if they breed every five weeks and we multiply that by our existing stock and and then they have a wide angle to include Philip at his side and Dottie at the sink finishing the breakfast dishes. It's apparent that Dottie's not comfortable with the Mickeys. And there's an average of six Mickeys in each litter, Jamie says. Then that would be six times 30, making it 180 by six months activity. Philip, that's 16,000 Mickeys. <laughs> then they, they had the camera to favor Dottie and says... As she shudders and mouths the words, 16,000 Mickeys? Philip then says, "We, c- When we cash in at the pet store, we're going to be rich. As Philip picks up the cage, Amanda enters dressed casually for a weekend trip. She's carrying an overnight case. Morning, everyone. She looks at the cage concerned. More babies? And Jamie says, That's right, Mom. The king breeding farms are on their way to a big oh, year. Ha <laughs> ha oh no no,
2: no. so I then the farms.
0: Good God. so then a concerned amanda glances at Dottie who gives her a reluctant shrug amanda says give me a kiss so i can get going the boys ad-lib their goodbyes and give amanda a kiss and hug amanda continues i want you to make the weekend easy on grandma which means that mickeys stay in their cage understood the boys nod in agreement and exit with the cage jamie and philip have a nice weekend mom don't work too hard Amanda makes a quick check of her purse and overnight bag as she crosses to the door to exit. She turns to Dottie, I owe you one. And then another angle, Amanda exits. And then Jamie yells, There it goes. Philip says, It's heading towards the kitchen. <laughs> Not missing a beat, Dottie, matter of factly, steps on a chair as Philip joins Jamie in the search for the Mickeys. Dottie says to herself, Oh, good. Amanda, you owe me two. <laughs> Isn't that cute? That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. I would die. I would be on the table, not the, just the chairs. Oh, uh, boys. I know, right? I thought that was a cute in- in- intro, though. We don't usually uh, see something that, that comical. <laughs> oh. It's kind of funny. So getting into what we actually get to see filmed, uh, we open on DC, uh, specifically the White House. And then it kind of pulls back and get into one of the most uh, boring episodes of season three. (laughs) Ill-timed, you know, with Kate's father dying, pulled her away from filming. So she wasn't in this very much. This is kind of um, a preview of what it's going to be like for us when we go to watch uh, season four's final episodes. Mm -hmm. It's the Francine and Lee show at that point on. So it's just and not not anything against, you know, the two of them It's just. We, I think we all kind of watch it for the Lee and Amanda moments and things like that. And it's just kind of far and few between in these. Yep. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So we see uh, a gyrocopter coming in, kind of a bird's eye view of it. And he's got some lasers or something that are shot out of there. And he's going for a target. Looks like he might—he mar- hit his target, if that's a good thing. I'm guessing no, since uh, these intros are always setting up the bad guys first, you know, getting them uh, for, for us to know what they're doing. Jen, does this remind you, uh, and Lexi, uh, does, it, does this remind you guys of uh, the Disney Thousand Oaks area? Doesn't yeah, it look yeah, like I it? I was
1: going to say the bridge, you can see the bridge in there. I don't know if it really is, but it sure looks like it. Yeah, it, at the ranch. Disney
0: ranch. it really looks like that Disney ranch. Yeah, it was beautiful there. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. then we move into the Q Bureau at IFF. And it's uh, Billy going over a case for Lee and Francine's in there as well. No Amanda, unfortunately. Oh, and one key thing. Uh, the person that's uh, firing the lasers, the pew, 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 has a scorpion mm-hmm. tattoo on his arm. On his left arm, and then, as I said, we're getting back to Billy going over a case, and he is showing him, showing Lee a photo, like a headshot of Parker Thomerson, age sixty-three, on the board of eight international corporations and CEO of Thomerson Industries, a real bigwig in the international circuit. So he's conducting top-secret negotiations and which is kind of funny so all these things that are being said watching it being said by somebody else because in the script amanda's saying some of these lines too it's just weird seeing Mm -hmm. like lee say them instead of amanda now that i just read the script it's kind of weird but they're trying to thomerson is trying to open up the country of malawi they don't really say where malawi malawi so right now he's in malawi Conducting top-secret trade and negotiations that would open up the country to the West for the first time ever. And then in the script, Amanda says, sounds like a good way for those people to get an economy going, which Lee then says that in the actual filming version. And Billy said, it could be, unfortunately, the local communists have other ideas uh, about capitalist intervention in their country. So, obviously, there's people that don't like what Thomerson's doing, and so that puts him... And his family at risk. And Billy's saying that Thomerson and the president go back 30 years. They played college uh, football together. So it's kind of like a pet thing for them, for the president. So he wants to make sure that Thomerson is protected, that they're going to put a big security blanket over Thomerson and his family. And then Lee's saying Malawi's a long ways away. What's the connection? And he uh, throws down another picture of a pretty girl. And that's Tina Thomerson. And that's his daughter, and they have to keep an eye on her. And Lee recognizes the name, and uh, is not real excited about that. He goes, "You hold it, hold it right there, Billy Melrose. I know all about Tina Thomerson. <laughs> she, she is an 18 carat spoiled brat." So he's not excited about having to take that on. Now, there's something funny in the script, so he says about her being a spoiled, rotten brat. And Francie says, uh-huh, most recently, Agent Potter, at the running of the Bulls in Pamplona, Tina had him picked up on a phony morals charge. Two days later, Potter was found aboard a gypsy caravan in the middle of the Zaragoza desert. And Lee says, you can't do this to me. He goes, watch me. Amanda, I know you're a tennis fan. Try try and get as close to Tina as you can. And then Lee says, Billy, if she's the fan, so like he was going to throw her under the bus and have her watch Tina and and you know, normally he doesn't do that normally he wouldn't he'd throw francine under but not amanda so i thought that was kind of funny that he was just gonna throw her under the bus like let amanda take care of this little spoiled brat <laughs> <laughs> billy mentions like we see in this in the scene uh where he says they're gonna play it double where if one of them gets burned the other one will be able to swoop in and, and they'd still have coverage I like to hear some of these Secret Service stories about
1: um, kids that you've had to watch. Oh, yeah. Like Amy Carter. I'm sure there's a lot of good
0: stories there. What was that? Um, I'm sure if Miranda were here, she'd say it. I think she liked that first, the first daughter or something like that. It was like um, Mandy Moore, where she was the daughter of the president. And she was, it was a movie. And she was like such a little turkey. She kept sneaking out and everything. And they had to keep having Secret Service on her. Nobody ever saw that? It sounds familiar, but... I'm almost positive Miranda's uh, watched that, so... And liked it, I think. It's right up her alley, if not. <laughs> it was like a Disney-type movie. Huh. Yeah, Manny Warren did a lot of
1: Disney movies. Yes, yeah, she I did. Think, I think she did. I'm thinking about the right
0: person. Mm-hmm. Probably. But yeah, that'd be interesting, like, who who was the most... The biggest handful? I bet you Clinton probably wasn't a big handful. She seemed like kind of a, a bookworm, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. The Obama girls seemed pretty. Yeah,
0: easy. yeah, I can't see them being like too. They were pretty young too. Yeah, that's true. And then who else was in there? Oh, the Bush no. girls. The Bush girls might have uh, gave them a run for their money. No, I mean seriously, like yeah, no, I, I bet. Back then. Yeah, they seem to have calmed
1: down now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's normal teenage
0: stuff, but you know. Mm-hmm. Francine's pretty much begging to go on this case with Lee and. Billy's saying not having any of it. He's like, "No, no, no! What we need is a lower profile," and and she goes, "Don't tell me." He goes scarecrow, see if you can get Amanda to help with this. It's like, she, she, no matter what, poor Francine never gets to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so funny. She, she gets all Amanda, snarky. AKA, A.K.A. Kate probably
1: is really bummed to miss all the, the tennis action here. I'm
0: sure. It's kind
1: of sad. This could have been a really good episode. I know. Topic, one of her favorite topics. Yeah. And you're going to tell us about all these cute scenes we missed out on. I know. It's
0: tragic. I know. It could have been something. I know. It's, it's sad. <laughs> it could have been, really been something. We could have been a contender. Yeah. No, it, it's sad. It really is, but... We'll live vicariously through the script. How about that? <coughs> I know I don't sound like her. I don't look like her. I can't. But I'll read it to you as best I can. How's that? So now we're back uh, on, well, now we're on the Amanda's house. And uh, there's somebody under the blanket that has hair like her, but she's not really there. <laughs> and so supposedly Amanda's sleeping on the pineapple couch. <laughs> the boys, oh, bless their heart. They're so cute. They're like, we made We we made mom breakfast and there's cheesies. Okay, wait. Is Dottie wearing leggings? I mean, um, leg warmers. Oh my god, I think she is. Hold on.
2: Those are their little leg
0: warmers. They're peach. They're so. Look at her. She's wearing leg warmers. That's so cute. cute. (laughs) She's all in purple, and then she's got like a pink peach. Uh, leg warmers on. Those are so funny. What were we thinking wearing leg warmers? So weird. I don't know. (sighs) Anyways, okay. So, surprisingly, there's no yellow flowers on the counter. You would think of all times this would be the time they would have it.
1: Or maybe she wasn't there, really.
0: I know, but you would think that she would kind of make it. Because that's a shout out to her mom, so you'd think she would be. But maybe they just weren't. She wasn't. So there are (laughs) Bacaditos. Cheesies. there's something else behind that i can't see there's it looks like those those canned wieners you know those little ones like you know they're in a can you pop the lid and then it's like like sardines but it's hot dogs instead you know those little uh Mm -hmm. i know it looks like what that is uh there's like three different kinds of cookies there's was. seven little assorted chocolates and then some other can of something else and then some lemon lime soda and then another kind of like cola or something right behind it and that's going to make her feel better
1: it is cute it's very
0: sweet <laughs> the but- because uh, they're
1: thinking hey this is what i'd really like to eat so
0: <laughs> this will make her feel better yeah exactly it's sweet it's very ill-conceived but it's very sweet and Dottie's like oh sweetheart that's very nice but she has a bad cold when you don't feel well it's better to have something bland like tea and toast he goes "Ew, that's what you think when we're sick this is what we want so we're going to give it to mom it's the only reason we even ever get sick
1: <laughs> but you can't taste it i mean if you usually when you're sick you can't taste all the chocolate and good stuff so why for the calories yeah you can't taste it <laughs>
0: That's so cute. And then the phone rings and she's like, oh, hello, Mr. Stetson. Is Amanda in? Well, she's not feeling well. And then all of a sudden you just see this hand come up off over the couch (laughs) and she takes it. She'd take a call from him and she could be in Siberia and she'd take that call, I bet. Yep. Don't blame her. She goes, she's sound asleep. And then you just see this hand come over. Oh, the little fishy's back there. He goes, Amanda, you sound terrible. He goes, look, I was going to ask you if you could help me with this case, but boy, she looks pretty good. Just all her makeup's on her hair looks great. <laughs> I don't
1: look like that when I'm
0: sick. I know. Nope. I know. I don't look that good when I'm feeling on my tippy top <laughs> top fast. <best. laughs> he's like, now don't be stupid. You just get some rest. Don't worry about it. It's not office work anyway. He's like just an overnight or out of town. She's like overnight out of town with Francine, huh? And she's getting a little jelly. He goes, I know, I know. I feel the same way, Amanda, but Hey, it can't be helped. She goes. Where are you going? He goes. Uh, you know, you're not missing, gonna miss anything. It's just going to be a lot of work, believe me. She goes. Where are you going, Lee? She totally caught on. Well, we're going to uh, the Shenandoah Country Club. <laughs> I like when she closes her eyes and she's just like, oh, "You're not gonna miss anything. It'll be televised." She goes. Well, you have a good time. She hung up right on him, and he didn't. He didn't even yeah. get to say bye. Poor Amanda. So where was this? This is in Calabasas, you said? Mm Mm-hmm. It's pretty. Uh, What
1: did they say? Tennis and Swim Center?
0: Yeah, it's very pretty. So we see his cheesy little outfit, right? His little suit and his tie that looks like he's a little salesman, right? Yeah. Well, the script is Amanda comes up uh, and says, nice suit. He goes, it's part of the cover. She goes, you look just like the man at the department store selling vegetable peelers. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, "Ah, ah, ah, cute. All business, more to the point, when we spot Tina, hang back and watch how I get her confidence. She's a handful, off the wall, improvisation's the key. <laughs> Amanda says, I've gone through Tina's file now five or six times. Sure, she's high-spirited, but I don't think she's impossible. And then suddenly people come around and he says, if she was impossible, I wouldn't be here. The woman with Tina is Donna Clayton, her private bodyguard. She's a former Army Airborne officer, so watch your step. Amanda stays at the magazine rack as Lee crosses to Tina and Donna. And then, as we know, he totally blows it with her and she gets uh, her bodyguard to get rid of him, right? Well, then Amanda Uh comes, swoops in like, francine does and says i'm sorry didn't i see you pull up in a silver sports car he goes you bet she goes well i think someone bumped into you because your alarm just went off and then he ran off frustrated it says he he goes maybe we can talk later and then she gets rid of him and then then this part happens so amanda says i hope you didn't mind my little charade but i saw that he was hassling you tina she goes have we met she goes not until now I'm Amanda Kingston. This is really a thrill. I watched you play last year in Newport. And Tina says, yeah, I did pretty well in Newport. Thanks. She goes, uh, Donna says, Miss Thomerson is very busy. And Tina asks Amanda, do you play? And she says, some, not like you. And she goes, that's what they all say before they beat the socks off me. Let me know if you want to knock around a few balls. Amanda says, no, but thanks anyways. I hope that you don't mind if I watch you practice. I could learn uh, plenty from studying your form. She says, feel free. And then Lee walks back and then he goes, how'd you do? She goes, pretty good. She's invited me to watch her practice. I hope you didn't mind the car alarm business, but it looked like you were in trouble. Lee says, what gave you that idea? She goes, your hands. Sometimes when you're when you're stuck or nervous, they start flopping around. <laughs> and Lee raises a hand, starts to make a point, catches himself and stuffs them back into his pockets. He goes, the point is she's bought your, your cover. I'm going to get a hold of the guest registration and uh, run a spot check on Tina's suite. Keep an eye on her, and he heads off. I love it when he, she throws it right back at him. You know. Yep. I'm gonna
1: have to watch for clapping hands
0: now. I know. Well, he does. He does the, this. Yeah. Um, he'll yeah. he'll sit there and go like this, like you know, like uh, when he. I don't know if it's a Bruce thing or if it's a Lee ism. You know, I'm not sure. Huh. It's kind of funny. Anyways, that's one of the kind of cute little moments that we don't get to see. It's just not as fun when it's uh. Him and Francine. Yeah. So maybe that's what we'll do. We'll just talk about the fun parts of the script and <laughs> skip all this bullshit, right?
2: <laughs>
0: it's not oh, as fun.
2: Was, yeah. No, I'd rather hear, like, what the script version is. Cause it's what me it was and Amanda, supposed to be. That's really what we care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I I really love Francine, you know, like, as a character. I do like her yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just... Like I want to see Amanda and Lee. That's why I watched. I know. Go.
0: Well, there is a little bit of a swoony moment later. Oh, how mm-hmm. about if I promise you that? That'll help us skirt? get through. Yeah, that'll help Ooh. us get through this a little bit. Okay. Not like a full-on, you're gonna swoon, but like a whoa, I'm getting a little dizzy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after
2: this episode, I could use, I could use, <laughs> you know, some sort of spice. So exactly. Cool. I did like, I did like Bruce in this episode though.
1: Some reason, yeah, he's
0: very versatile, you know. He plays, um,
1: yeah, both
0: sides kind of.
1: He had to pick up the slack, he had to be extra good looking, Mm -hmm. extra. (laughs) 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 Gotta turn up the
0: good looking charm, (laughs)
1: Bruce. You're carrying the episode here. No, like you said, I the friend scene do. I don't have anything as a character, but
0: yeah, yeah, it's just it's, It's it's like a brother and sister playing instead of uh, romantic possibilities, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they are, yeah. they're like brother and sister at this point. Well,
1: let's face it, we're all watching it for the romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not the intrigue of <laughs> carefully structured uh, espionage
2: storylines.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, while we like them, we were looking for Lee New hand up. Yep. <laughs> while I understand Lee's suit is a little disarming, I don't want to lose sight in the fact of how awful tina thomerson's outfit is iridescent uh i i i don't i'm at a loss for words anyone it's very, spark- it's very sparkly it is,
2: it is sparkly Yes.
0: her headshot looks so much better than she doesn't in, in this episode yeah me. she looks just kind of harsher yeah i don't know why maybe it's the way they have her hair or i'm not really sure but uh francine looks good her yeah. makeup and hair is on mm-hmm. point. I don't,
2: I don't know why her collar is so tall though. She looks very naturely in mm-hmm. that
0: top. Yeah.
1: Yeah, true.
0: The the skirt's kind of like a baroque. Mm-hmm. And
1: she's kind of wearing a tie clip for I her. was just she's at it. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Lee.
0: Oh yeah, um, you're right. I mean,
1: our past Lee who used to wear a tie clip all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The Donna lady, I know she's not a very nice person. Spoiler alert, but she's pretty, uh, and her mm-hmm. hair is really pretty color. Yeah. All right, so Francine's now uh, hit it off with Tina, which is good. Oh, God, I didn't even notice Lee's shoes. Those shoes are horrible.
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah, the outfit's pretty.
0: It's bad. It's real bad. The pants don't even match anything.
1: His only saving grace is he's trying to be a salesman. So I know. He has, has to look like one, but
0: yeah. He's too cute for that.
1: <laughs> he's too
0: cute for that. He is. She's like, oh, touchy, touchy. Guess Amanda doesn't point out these things out to you. He goes. The point is, she bought your cover, right? She's like, mm hmm. <laughs> so we have a little, like, some of it. the The same uh, dialogue is is used uh, interchangeably, but. Some of it's not, you know, because it just doesn't ring true when it's not really Amanda talking. One little odd scene. So Lee calls the front desk and has them get uh, the head of accounting and he's like, "Uh, look, I got a $700 room charge on my account. Somebody screwed up. I want to straighten it out. And he's he like makes the guy come to him at his hotel room in in order to pull him out of his office so he can go in and get the uh, registration list from him. Pretty clever. You know? Yeah. And he gets in there and uh, he's like, Thank you, Mr. Tisher. <laughs> how does he know how to get in there? He just types in stuff and just goes. Like, wouldn't there be a password or something?
1: Maybe, but back then I think security is pretty lax. So. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if there was a passcode, it might have just been one, two, three,
0: or I love it. Lee's like, oh <laughs> when the guy comes back he's like, Oh, the software maintenance we told you about he sold you. He goes, My brother does this for me. <laughs> And he's like, oh, uh, he goes, okay, listen, my girl, <laughs> that's so clever. He goes, I'm up to my keister and allegations with this gal that I'm staying with. And, uh, well, you know, we had just gotten to rock and rolling. <laughs> and well, she started to get worried that her boyfriend was going to find out that we're staying here and Lodge. Now, all I was doing is trying to take our names off the registry. He goes, you know what I'm saying? Huh? You know what I'm saying? He goes, why'd you need a print off? He goes, believe it or not, she wants proof <laughs> before she'll let him in the room. That's pretty good thinking. Quick on his feet. He goes, how much? He goes, $50. He goes, 50 bucks? He goes, pal, in Monte Carlo, I can get the list and a complimentary bottle of champagne for 30. Yeah, the last guy only gave me 40 bucks. So now Lee knows that somebody else asked for the registration list. So somebody that might be on to him or something. Okay, those tennis outfits, I'm so glad they've come a long way because those are like, it looks like they have like diapers on underneath them. Doesn't
1: it? That's what I was thinking. It looks really thick down
0: there. Are you saying she's got junk in her trunk or?
2: Something
0: is going on. Yeah, they've definitely... uh, progressed for sure uh-huh. over the years thank goodness i love playing tennis it's so fun yeah it's a lot of volleyball so it's similar it too. you know a lot of similarities i think
1: like all workout clothes actually have come a lot of ways yeah from like the 80s i mean geez
0: for sure okay so we see a man um stabbing like garbage and putting it in his sack but then he pulls out a water bottle Or a uh, a beverage bottle, I should say. And then he puts it down next to one of the tennis player's things. But we get to see the scorpion.
1: (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun,
0: dun, dun. (laughs) It's kind of creepy, though.
1: He plays a good, creepy guy, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that blonde hair. Something about it. Uh, So he leaves it there, and then they're playing tennis, and Francine's there watching, and then her bodyguard's there as well. And then Tina gets a, a nice uh, slice in there. And so they come back off the court, and they're about to drink the water. She goes, that's my ice water. The ladies uh, that Mary Dexter, seems to be a little bit of a um, diva. Uh-huh. She kind of gets snarky with her. She's like, Whatever. So she drinks the, the water, she drinks it, and then they continue playing. see Tracy Austin, and she's signing autographs, but then she sees Lee, and she's like, Lee? And whenever he gets nervous, he, like, takes his hand through his hair and runs it all the way through. So he's definitely doing that now because he's like, oh, crap, who knows me? And she goes, I, how do you say that name? Lee Gorva Does anybody know? Hold on, I gotta pause it because it's it, really it needs long. To come up again. Yeah, it's really long. Gorvandelchek. <laughs> Gorvandelchek or something? I don't. Yeah, Gorvandelchek. And he turns around and like, who am I supposed to be? <laughs> and he like turns and uh, she's like, Lee! Gorvandelchek? Yeah, because Gorvandelchek. Gorvandelchek. It okay. sounds like
2: she stumbles on
0: it. Oh, I would too. That hurts. <laughs> they give her the line, the hard name. And she's not even an actress. <laughs> yeah, right? She's probably the whole time she's studying you're like, Lee go go van Delcheck. del-check. <laughs> she's always saying it over and over and over again. Gorvan delcheck, Gorvan del-check. And then and then go, Gorvan Delcheck, Gorvan Jets, del-check. Gorvan del-check. <laughs> Anyway, she says, uh, Lee Gorvan Delcheck. And he's like, looking at it, like, uh, he's probably doing a whole Rolodex through his head of who are, who am I supposed to be? Like, what have I told this person? Am I an astronaut? Like, what am I exactly? So then he turns around and, uh, she's like, it's Tracy, Tracy Austin, Hungarian invitation, 1979, the dancing. He goes, Oh, uh, Miss Tracy. How nice. How nice. She goes, your English has really improved. She goes, last time I saw you, you shoved the Italian ambassador into a car. There was all that smoke. He goes, "Oh, oh yes, yes. I never found out what it's all about. He goes, "My wife, nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> the look he gives when he walks away is so funny, like, oh my God, I barely made it out of this from nineteen seventy nine she's gonna remember him i although if I probably remember him too." <laughs> Mary seems to be struggling way more than she was, you know. So they're coming uh, to take a break for a second, and Francine's like, "What's what's wrong?" She goes, "I don't know. She looks real pale." Told her I'd quit. She won't leave the court. She seems just kind of like a type A personality, where she's just gonna keep going, and she's too stubborn to stop, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Push through the
1: pain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, did she say she's from Hungary or something?
0: Yeah. So he's supposedly from Hungary. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And he kept bowing like he was from uh, from Asia or something, though. <laughs> it was kind of weird. <laughs> Anyways, he's in his Corvette, and he's got a whole little computer set up there. And, of course, nobody sees anything. And he's got the printout, so he's doing some uh, checking and he's pulling information on uh, Tony Maskell. Yeah, Tony Maskell, Dieter Gerhardt, and agent uh, for agency dossier material to follow. Stand by. And they're still playing though. But she does not look like she can even hardly lift a racket. She's clearly been poisoned. And then Francine sees Lee coming, and she walks down uh, to sit in front of him or stand in front of him so she can uh, or sit in front of him so she can talk to him. She says, "Come up with anything." She looks cute with her hair like that francine
1: yeah partially
0: up yeah it's kind yeah. of it's a little softer look does she have a banana clip i mean a, a little uh, clip in there probably it, it looks like a little clip you know like when you're kids you'd wear yeah it is but uh when her bangs are down and then the sides are up it's it's cute amanda wears hers kind of like that too
1: now francine has the purple on yep
0: but no leg warmers <laughs>
1: It's a lavender kind of desert. Yeah, I guess so. Cool.
0: So Francis says, come up with anything? Looks like I'm not the only one who's interested in the guest list. And then he pulls out a bug and he says he found it in Tina's room hanging in the curtain. I don't know why he had to pull it out and show her, but... <laughs> uh, and then he... He found two names that were interesting that popped up. Dieter Gerhardt and Tony uh, Maskell. Then he said the two guys down by the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy does look like Van Patten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he looks like it. It was clear afterwards, but I, I didn't pick it up when yeah, I Yeah, me either. It. He looks like his brother a lot. So apparently Tony is uh, a womanizer and a court hustler kind of thing. So he's got a bad reputation. So he's, he's the Lee of tennis.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Mary's
0: down. She is down for the count. She is not looking good. And uh, they all come to help her. Court physician report to court two immediately. And then we get to see, up close, we actually get to see Rostov. I mean, is that Gerhart?
1: <laughs> oh, Rostov's name? I mean, <laughs> Kai's name? Steckler. Steckler,
0: thank you. So then we get to see Steckler. And then Lee comes out after seeing how Mary's doing.
1: Kai doesn't get a very big part in this one, though. He just sort of stalks around in the background. and
0: Who doesn't? It gets blown up. Oh I, yeah, aka
1: Rossoff, yeah. aka
0: Steckler. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Lee comes out and says she's comatose and running a high fever, and there's no diagnosis yet. It could have, it couldn't have been tennis. Lee, she's, it's not hot and she's in good shape. She wasn't playing that hard. He goes, well, they were drawing uh, Mary's blood for pathology. I lifted this off the nurse's tray. <laughs> they won't miss a little. <laughs> you see, for you to say. You didn't have to give up the blood. So they're going to have the agency run the test to see how it is, uh, to see what's on it. They'll be able to get it faster, I'm sure, anyways. So Francine's just kind of carrying the blood around. <laughs> oh, and then Schmoozy, Schmoozy Lee is coming up. And then Donna says, hey, can I have a word with you? He goes, yeah, of course. She goes, uh, uh, what happened? Did Chena change her mind? She goes, cut the garbage. I've been Tina's bodyguard long enough to know that if she suspects someone of being government agent, she's usually right. He goes, government guardian. I manage athletes. That's all. She goes, oh, come on, cowboy. I don't have much time. And then she says there's Tony, uh, Tony Maskell hanging around. She she doesn't like the looks of it. She's, she's wants them to work together. "Mm, I don't think so. You bad lady. You're naughty. He's such a dork. He, he he stays with his cover, though. God bless him. <laughs> He's committed. <laughs> He's like, you and me work together, huh? She goes, that's right. He goes, I'll tell you what. You get her to sign with me, and I will make sure that you win the washer-dryer combo at the big press raffle. What do you think about that, huh? Huh? It's a sure thing. <laughs> Tracy... Austin is standing by the the vending machine talking, and then she sees Francine come by, and she goes, "Francine Dutton, how are you?" It's Tracy Austin. It feels like old home week. I just saw Lee. Oh God, Gorvan uh, Yeah. And she goes, "Do I do I know him?" She goes, "Oh, don't you remember in Budapest?" She goes, "That's right. what was all that about?" And she goes, "He just told me he he's married." She goes, "He is." I've got to tell Chrissy, and she's like, "What?" That's hilarious. So in the script, it's a little more fun. Of course, Tracy is talking and she says she's talking to a pro like a professional tennis player. Tracy seriously uh, in a serious manner says life's tough all over Bobby and he says tell me about it as they walk past Amanda and onto the court Bobby gives Amanda the eye. He goes, but they may be looking up And the pro might have pursued a flirtation with Amanda, but Tracy bounces several balls at him. He recovers and they begin to play. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Anything to make Amanda's day, right? (laughs) She can use a little boost. (laughs) Lee's obviously not paying attention, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Lee calls in to talk to Billy and and Billy's saying uh, that he just spoke to the people at Malawi the communists have surrendered wait a minute somebody comes in when Billy's on the phone talking and puts a file down on his desk it was Francine yeah.
1: yes it was
0: look at the outfit is the exact outfit it's totally Francine's could be right. and she's supposedly at the tennis thing oh, it does look like it's
2: Francine's totally Francine's hat. outfit the skirt. Oh, totally it's, the it's yeah. totally
0: Francine mm-hmm. so what the heck
1: what I wanna really know is what
0: kind of Okay, uh, Lee's getting out of his car without a, a giant computer. <laughs> <laughs> How is he connecting to anything? <laughs> exactly. especially in the eighties. A green screen your Wi Fi in some places on my they phone. They got a GUI they got a GUI interface and they're just uh, picking that stuff up? I don't think so. <laughs> He's got then you have all you see out of the back of the Corvette is a little cord that goes all the way into the hotel. <laughs> very subtly, very subtle. I'm calling now on that one. There's no way he's connected to Exactly. Anything. Okay, so he says he just spoke to the people in Malawi, and then Francine walks in. He says thank you to her. <laughs> they suspect that Thomerson is in their country, and now they want to prove it. He goes, Billy, what's that got to do with us? He goes, maybe nothing, but it's vital to our foreign policy that Thomerson's conference stays, under wraps and succeeds. He goes, if they hit Tina, that's the end. Look, Billy, this place is of spectators and tv technicians running around why don't we just pull her out of the tournament he said no she's a private citizen we can't go in there and take her out unless she uh, agrees he goes what about her dad trying to get her dad to kind of agree to get her out of there and he's uh, billy says he'll try oh you see the little thing he's got did you see the little contraption so he put his phone down on that little contraption and now electronic beeps are happening and some information's getting transported they have technology. Yeah, they have technology that nobody had back then. Kind of interesting. It's almost like a
1: fax machine to your phone line to your car. Yeah.
0: Do you see that cell phone, Lexi? Pretty slick, huh? Bet you wish you were back alive back then to have that big clunker. Oh yeah. And then it was attached to like a bag. So then you had to bring the bag everywhere you went, like a purse, and it was like that big. Yeah.
2: I'm sure. I like, probably at the time it felt like really cool. Like it was a status thing. Oh yeah. Like, thing. But I can't imagine that. now. I had
0: <laughs> my first cell phone at 18.
2: Huh. You mm-hmm. did?
0: Really? I did. How old were you? Uh,
1: um, 35.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. No. Maybe it was. Maybe it was late 20s. But it was. Yeah. You're only yeah. a
0: year older than me, though. That's weird.
1: Well, first of all, my family wasn't very advanced with its technology. I mean, we didn't even get, like, a DVD player until it was in high school. Wow. But, no, I, didn't, I think I didn't need it. I didn't think I needed it. Like, the extra money and the hassle. And and I
0: had it for work stuff, but, yeah, that was...
1: Yeah, it was probably... And it was a flip phone, but yeah. it was probably um, late 20s. Wow, okay. Maybe early 30s. Wow.
0: You went a lot longer than I did.
1: I, I, I'm going to have to look this up now. <laughs>
0: Is there a, yes, you have a log? Like what, where are you, you going to look I it know, up I then? No, know because I think he oh, got okay.
1: us all our first ones, you know, he yeah. got them for work before I did, but yeah, yeah. no, I was a big deal. And that's why keep telling my kids, like, I didn't have cell phones, I was like 30 years old. I think you can manage. <laughs> of course they
0: have them, so. Yeah. So Lee with his new contraption here that we've never seen on here before. He's getting a security alert activity on Steckler. He's an assassin. No photo. Repeat. No photo. You don't have to repeat. You don't have to repeat it on the screen. It's like repeat, repeat. No photo. Like you do that when you're talking to somebody. You don't have to do it when you're reading it. Like, oh, I repeat. Oh, well, thank goodness. Because I didn't read that the first time. <laughs> so he's a bad man. Obviously, he's got the scorpion tattoo. Duh. It's on his right arm. No, it isn't. It's on his left arm. It's on his left arm.
2: It does, yeah. I think it is. No, I know it is. Because
0: when he had the shooty, the pew pew pew, it was on his left arm.
2: Yeah.
0: Most definitely. I need to go in and edit that alert. And, <laughs> and and it says, uh, nationality German National Republic entered country from Frankfurt on Maine on Monday. Considered dangerous. Yeah, we kinda got that with the word assassin after his name.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Wow, look—he's a, gent- ca- no, a gentle assassin.
0: <laughs> Who wrote this uh, <laughs> alert, man? <laughs> oh, but that is funny. It says right arm and and uh, instead of left. So now we're at the pool, and Donna's there. She's so shifty. She's super shifty. Yeah. And Francine's out there with like they're out in the sun and everything. Everybody's in bikinis, and then Francine's in like a. Uh, a long sleeve romper, like
1: it's like the style or something. Like Francine has the purple one on, and Tina has the yellow one on. Yeah, you're right. Like the, the, the jumpsuits, the single color jumpsuits, the
0: jo- they're like jogging suits. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true. They won't get any sun. Nope. So learned. Francine's uh walking over toward the telephones. The line of uh, pay phones, and I think she's trying to see what uh, Mr. Maskell is talking about. He says, all right, but you have to give me a little more time. Don't worry about it. You and sick, your sick little friends will be the first to get the news. No, 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 you let me handle Tina. I'll take care of her. So that's all Francine hears, so it makes it sound kind of ominous. Obviously, we know because we've watched this eight thousand times well probably eight times since this one's not very exciting (laughs) uh we know he's not up to anything nefarious but he does see that uh francine's following him look how little she is she she looks even smaller in that little uh jumpsuit yeah i do like her hair like that it just looks so much softer
2: i agree i think it's really pretty
0: and then with the little pink bow thing in her hair it's cute so he pulls a little switcheroo on her and she's following him and he kind of slips off and then follows her. He's And he's like, why are you following me? She goes, don't get your hopes up, buddy. I'm just getting some ice. He goes, I saw you with Tina. I know what you're up to. If you're smart, you'll stay away from me. You'll know everything when it's time. And she's like, huh? (coughs) And then we got Cheesy Lee, still in that same suit. So she's telling him, he's like, where's Tina? She goes, oh, great. She was right over there. She was asleep, I swear to you. She goes, I left for a reason. She's explaining that she followed... Uh, Tony, and relays what she heard him say. She goes, yes, it was out of context, but I took it as a threat. He goes, all right, all right, just calm down. Yeah, she wasn't getting excitedly. Why do men have to say that? Why? I don't I don't understand.
2: Any type of heightened like emotion or anything translates to hysterics when it's not the case. It's just frustration. Like, you know, she's yeah. trying to communicate a point, and then you know, no matter what, what she's trying to say, that. all they're hearing is the tone.
0: As I've said before, at no point has any woman ever calmed down after being told to calm down. Right. It only escalates it unnecessarily. Don't do that. Men, this is a public service announcement. The more you know, the better your life will be. Don't tell women to calm down.
1: They do that all the time, too. I know. It's just that it's hysterical woman syndrome when it's a female doing it.
0: They can rant on and on about, Yeah, and they can... Put their fists down on the desk, and but women do it. I think it's the um, our our tone of our voice, the pitch. I think it goes up, so then it it freaks them out somehow. It's like Pavlov's dog. They hear that and they're like, "Whoa, something's going on you know. And yes, I did refer to men as dogs in the kindest way. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. But no, I mean, I I just, I don't understand why men do that. I hate it when they do that. To, like, if I'm in a meeting and they tell another woman to calm down, I'm like, she's not getting upset. Like, I'll be the first to jump on that because I'm like, no, what are you doing? She didn't do anything.
1: I would be offended by that. Totally. Well, unless I was, like, yeah hyperventilating or something. Yeah, or if someone told me to calm down, I'd be like, I don't know. Because men do it. They just do it in different
0: ways. Alright, so they devise a plan to figure out where she's at. He goes, if she's not at all these places, then we'll call up the Marines. <laughs> I don't know. This just, this just really falls flat for me. It's just so boring. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So they're walking out toward the parking lot and then we see a red convertible speed off and then we see uh the bodyguard chasing after them wow they almost ran over lee francine donna says oh that's tony maskell he goes i hope this is one of her practical jokes (laughs) yeah she doesn't look like she's in distress guys and then donna he's got her i should have known you two were working tandem the old bait and switch routine she goes look just tell us what's happening." He, he was snooping around. I was going to tell him to his face to get out. Next, he's got her. He's like, all right, follow us. Everybody's got a convertible, it looks like. Jeez, convertible season. Didn't take long, and, and Lee's uh, not far behind them. Ooh, they tore the hell there. Tires squealing. Chasing. I was like, chasing, chasing. I know. This is so, so how it's going to be at the end of the last season. We're going to be like, and then Francine does this, and then Lee says this. uh uh-huh painful <laughs> we're gonna have to do a lot of drinking i'm just saying yeah all right so there's uh, a cop just sitting there and tina comes out and, it's a pleasure to give you another ticket she goes off of the officer there's a man following he's got a gun which technically he does <laughs> so obviously tina's in on this and she's not in any danger well that was a really fake looking scene them driving it's totally green screened i wonder whether
1: driving around. I know, I was so,
0: wondering, it looks familiar. It's either like, it
1: looks like either the observatory area or the Disney ranch area. Yeah, something. something around there. I don't know, I'm not an expert, but.
0: So Lee comes out and he's like, hold it right there. And he's like, I'm a federal agent. So they're explaining it to the cop. And uh he's like, they took her, the man took her against her will. And he goes, well, if he did, he's been doing it for the past three nights. <laughs> oh, God. Round, round, around the cop lets them go and they take off after them. And then finally the chase scene is done. <laughs> well, it's just it's, you know, there could have been oh, yeah. some cute little Amanda moments in there, but no, we have to have tire squealing and <laughs> this looks like it's on uh, the lot because it's got the little pond. So they finally find them. <laughs> Lee sees them and they're making out. Boy, they did not waste any time. They just go right at it. So obviously they she is not against her will, and so they're married. Maybe this is where they got the mystery marriage idea. Ugh, yeah. makes it an even worse. Episode now they are saying that somebody got a, a reporter got a hold of their marriage license and was threatening uh, to get more of the story. And um, they are worried about telling her dad, her daddy. You know, they want to tell him before he reads in the paper. And the dad doesn't think very highly of Tony. All he sees her, him as is uh, like a womanizer. He's really protective. He wants what's best for me. And that's what Tony is. That her, she's saying her dad never gave him, gave him uh, Tony a chance. Oh, and then we get a little uh, nice little compliment for Francine. She's like, oh, first time the agency sent us a woman, you were real good. She goes, why, thank you. But you know, the reason Lee and I are here is to make sure you're safe. So recent events in Malawi, there's a good chance that they're, you know, it's going to get a lot worse. And they, he's trying to get her to drop out of the tournament. And she's like, you know, I've been through this before. He gets, my dad gets worried, sends out the militia and nothing happens. And so they're worried that there actually is. And she's like, I don't think there's anything that's going to happen. And they're like, well, it could. And she's like, well, I'll make you a deal. You, I'll keep playing. And if you guys come up with something concrete, I'll pull out. So, now we're back at the agency. Billy is saying that the poison's been identified as, as dextramine. The computer spit out three names who've used the stuff before. One's dead... One's in jail and one N.L. Stuckler, professional saboteur, entered the country 48 hours ago. Which means, guys, if that alert is correct, that Monday was 48 hours ago because it said Stuckler came in on Monday. So today is Wednesday. I don't know what that means. I'm just letting you know. That's, <laughs> that's so what I've ascertained from, from that information. Although that information was also bogus about his where his tattoo was. So take it, uh, if, you know. With a grain of salt, I guess. <laughs> so Lee says, "All right, I've got the complete alert, Billy. I say we yank her right now." And he says, "Lee, we've been through this before. You can't, cannot force her. Just try to get her to see it our way. Watch your step." So then he hangs up. That Mary Dexter was poisoned. She's going. She's going to make it, but she'll be laid up for a while. There's also another thing. There's a contract killer in the country who makes this particular poison his trademark. Now this could have been meant for you. That's why we wanted you to drop out of the tournament. She goes, okay, but you're not going to salt me away in a mine somewhere, are you? He goes, no, no, we just want you to be safe. Okay, then assign me someone that way if things clear up, I can still play. What do you say? He says, yeah. See, she's not all bad. Amanda was right. Uh Now we find Steckler in in a barn and he's got a whole lot of little lasers and pew, pew, pews all over the place. And we keep seeing in that tattoo, which is on his left arm. Hello? No, you're right from, oops, no, you're right from your left. (laughs) So Donna now has shown her true colors. She walks into the barn and he lets her in. So obviously he knows her. And she says, hey, they know you're in the country. They got a pretty idea that you poisoned Mary Dexter. They've convinced Tina to drop out of the tournament. You've assured me that she wouldn't. She goes, I know what I said. Things change. And the people that are on her are good. He goes, I have a contract she says you might have to cancel it your employees employers assured me that you were pro- professional relax see another man telling a woman to relax <sighs> not gonna end well i know we tried to warn him yeah so he wants her uh to bring the two of them down there uh toward him so that he can take care of him i guess and then we have um, music playing and uh tina and tony oh i just got that tony and tina's wedding huh that's funny uh tina and tony are dancing and then now we get lee we actually get an amanda moment uh she's still on the pineapple couch and uh but lee's calling in to talk to her which i think is very sweet obviously he's in the middle of a case but he still calls her he misses her Yep. Yeah. i think and that's... why Whitney? i know that's sweet
1: and he looks a lot better in the suit too yes he does. <laughs> even
0: though it's brown yeah even those it's brown yes. yeah he goes listen do you want to hear the rest of the story or not maybe hey, next Uh-oh. door she doesn't feel good she goes I thought you said this was going to be a lot of hard work he goes well at the moment they're having one of those annoying cocktail party things you know when I'm talking about the name tags Francine comes up she's like annoying like she's having a good old time she's not used to having the party stuff her her outfits um that broke look again with the the jacket the shiny jacket but it's kind of that baroque style you know
1: she reminds me here when she was in um when they were staking out at the house in the man's neighborhood and i forget the name of the episode because we just had it
0: so i should remember oh the
1: russian who had moved in and yeah Nancy one bear was very dances terrible. yeah she was very territorial about you know her and lee on stakeout this the is food, what we do and, oh, this is gonna be awesome and now he's kind of doing that you're like man this is
0: awesome you're missing <laughs> so-, so much fun yeah it's kind of just like <laughs> Why would you do that? And he he's like covering up. He doesn't want her to feel bad, which is very sweet. He goes, we're at one of those cocktail party things. You know what I'm talking about? The name tags, the watered down drinks. Frankly, I'm bush, dead on my feet. She goes, what's the matter? Too many tangos? He goes, no, too much Tina. At least she's decided to drop out of the tournament if we can tie her into the Mary Dexter poisoning. And she's just pulling on the cord. And he's like, what? She goes, I want to tell her I'm sorry. She's sick. Does anybody, raise of hands, does anybody believe that she's actually really, feels bad that she's, and she's sorry that Amanda's sick? No. Yeah, I didn't think what it so. mean, she's supposed
2: to rub it in. Exactly. I ju- Hold on a minute. I
0: just want to tell her I'm sorry she's sick.
2: All right, all right. Okay. Just a minute, huh? Ah, uh, see, where was I? Oh, anyway, Amanda, Francine wants to say hello.
1: I guess I can see a little bit if, if like, her and Lee used to do this a lot and go out and have their time and celebrate. She probably misses it. Yeah. And, yeah, and now is doing it without her, and her and Lee are
0: doing it without her. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Probably. Manda? Hello, Francine.
1: Oh, are you going to hate yourself for missing this one? This place is to die for. Everybody's here. The food is fabulous, and Lee and I have been dancing. on a storm. I don't remember when I ever enjoyed anything so much you? as this. one, my old day. There. You know me? You
2: Listen, I'm really sorry you're sick. Ah, here comes Donna Clayton. Look, if you have any other ideas, uh, call me later.
0: Oh, poor Amanda. Francine, that was just mean. I'd be so jealous. In the script, Amanda's on the phone with her mother. She says, Mother, I know you. You're bluffing. It's too cold and you're not going to sleep in the backyard. Try putting some cheese in the cage and let it and leave it on the floor. I've got to go. Bye. So poor Dottie's still dealing with that, and then the the angle includes Lee, and he walks up to Amanda, and she as she's hanging up the phone, Lee says, "Feel like tripping the light fantastic?" And Amanda says, "That would be nice." You know what they say: all work and no play. And they start to dance. They start to dance, you guys. We totally got screwed out of the dance. <laughs> Ugh lee says i gotta tell you amanda you're really getting good at this and amanda says well you've done a great job of training me and we've been on how many cases together and lee says i don't mean the job i mean this (laughs) and amanda cuddling says oh this and then she says well that's because we work so well together they dance even closer Lee says, "We've only just started to find out the things that we do well together."
2: Oh, yeah. Go, friend!
0: Oh my goodness! Oh. Hold on a second, I gotta. Did oh. we miss that on that? I know. So then Amanda says, "Lee, maybe we ought to." And then she sees Donna and stops. Do what? Come on! Oh. And then Lee says, "What? We ought to what?" And Donna joins them, breaking the mood. And Damn then Donna. <laughs> and then <laughs> And then it goes on from there. Yeah, I was like, way to go, Donna, you ruiner. <laughs> Even Lee was like, what what what? What else? <laughs> Donna Downer. Isn't that yeah. cute? <laughs> Wasn't that the cutest? Uh that would have been so cute filmed. I know. Yeah. Damn it. anyways okay back to what we get to back back to (laughs) boringville no offense donna is setting up oh that's who they were setting up i thought they wanted uh tina and tony to show up down there they wanted steckler wanted donna to lure lee and francine for some reason i was thinking it was uh tony and uh tina down there so donna comes up and says, I just got word from Mr. Thomerson's lawyer who's flown in to speak with you. And she said, he's here? And she says, yes, Mr. Jeffries wants to meet you out by the groundskeeper's barns. He goes, what sense does that make? That's halfway to the main highway. She said, I don't know. You'd, you'd more, know more about that for security reasons, you know. Don't worry, I'll keep an eye on Tina. Yeah, I bet you will. Francine, you'll have to go party some other time. Donna looks smug, a little too sure of herself.
1: Except for Donna apparently has the, sort of
0: degree
1: in... Geometry and mirrors.
0: Oh, that's she right. Expertly, and starts. Why does she do that? I don't understand. Mielding,
1: you know, that's what I was going to ask you guys. It, it seems like she wanted to sabotage. She um, wouldn't even have him the go. Assassin. What's his
2: name? Yeah, she wanted Hitler. to. She was trying to blind him so that he would miss. Mm-hmm. So that, like, he, they would think that the threat was taken away by him, like, failing or dying or whatever. So that she could still get. To Tina at the competition, like uh, with the threat oh, taken out. Oh,
0: you're right! Yeah, oh, you're, you're so smart. So proud. Oh, my! Like, grown up. She's <laughs> teaching me now. I'm so <laughs> proud. That's you're exactly right, though. Yeah,
2: because
0: they thought that the threat was neutralized,
2: and then um they put it together like with the stands and stuff later. Like, oh wait, no, it's not. Like we need to get, you know, we need to figure out. What what we have to do but she was hoping that they wouldn't figure it out and with him on the threat would be
0: neutralized awful. yeah neutralized yeah. and then she could that's so smart i didn't i didn't even think of that
2: is she working
1: for the same
0: employer yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that um but September she's like, she's
0: sacrificing him
1: a, yeah but if he's a good assassin i mean did, did it a different plan no i'm just kidding <laughs> what a waste of a good assassin
0: did y'all notice that um, Lee had a different suit on um, before the thing blew up? And then it blew up and then he turned into some new clothes. So right before the bomb goes off, right before the bomb goes off. So they're crouched down by the, by the vehicle. He's in his brown suit.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's completely Then, different.
0: and then he's back in his cheesy original suit yes. when he's shooting from, from there, from the car. And then it blows up, and then now he's in different clothes. So that whole bomb thing took him back, and then changed his clothes.
2: <laughs> Isn't that funny? So weird. Why would they do that?
0: Francine does not run like... <laughs> Francine always runs like, like a <laughs> sissy. <laughs> Doesn't she? I know she's in heels, but they're only like an inch tall. <laughs> they're like <Right>. kitten heels. That's <laughs> so funny. Uh, so that guy is no more. Um, now his... Tattoo is neither on his right or his left arm. Somewhere across the it's pond. It's somewhere across the pond, right? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back at the tennis tournament, and like Lexi said, now she's free to play because the guy has been taken care of. Yep. Or has he? She. <laughs> so now Lee's back in different clothes. <laughs> He's in his leather coat for you, Lex.
2: Oh, yep, I do like
0: leather. I do not like Francine's outfit here. I like the color. I do not like the I agree. the way it comes down to past her waist like that.
2: She's uh, all her outfits have been up to her neck with some sort of brooch. And
0: which... and monochrome too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And monochrome. hmm
0: Yeah, I don't like that. Um, it's too much. Yeah. And I don't like her hair there either. Hmm. Lee Lee has a an inkling. He's like, I, I don't buy it. I, Steckler was a consummate professional, and he always did his job. Even
1: the accident was a little too convenient, though. She just got lucky that he got taken out. Mm-hmm. Steckler
0: did. Steckler.
1: Steckler. Yeah. yeah
0: Steckler. You were crossing I mean, really. Dexter, in then yeah. So they did. They do know that Donna's into this. Uh, on uh, onto this, because they said uh, Francine comes over and says. I just got confirmation that Donna's on the flight from Dulles to Honolulu. Uh, she'll be taken into custody the minute they arrive. The $100,000 credit to Donna's account has been tra- traced back to those who threatened Thomerson. <laughs> Why do you look like somebody who just stole your bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> Steckler is dead. Donna will be picked up in a couple of hours and Tina's back in the tournament. He goes, I don't like it. It's all too convenient. I spent half the night talking to anyone anywhere who had ever dealt with Steckler, met him, investigated one of his hits. Any help? But one thing, he was a consummate professional. He always did his job and always got big headlines. Headlines seemed to be very important to him. You're right. I remember in Geneva, he assassinated an ambassador that was being honored at a public concert. Well, in Hong Kong, he used a bomb on a British emissary in the middle of a press conference. So he goes, what's the point? He's dead. Another thing, the police recovered his rifle at the barn. Pro-like Steckler would use a gun or he would use the bomb. He wouldn't use both. Uh He goes, so if Steckler was set up, this thing's not over. She goes, all right, we still have 20 guards on the tennis courts, and all, we have all spotters at the perimeters. Make sure everyone stays awake, huh? Come on, we better get back. Now we're back at Amanda's, and she's watching on TV from the beautiful Shenandoah Pro-Am Tennis Tournament. semifinal competition. As you may already know, the Tina Thomerson-Mary Dexter grudge match was canceled because of Mary's illness. Tina Thomerson then became uh, heir to an unchallenged placement in the semifinals. So in a matter of minutes, audiences around the world are going to have an opportunity. And then she's dialing the phone. So Amanda's just figured it out, you know, because Amanda's very logical.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
0: And then Tina comes up to Francine. She says she's shaking. She's nervous. She goes, you'll ace the quarterfinals. She goes, quarterfinals? I'm in the semis. I got bumped. So now we know why why they've poisoned uh, Mary Dexter. It was just because she was her only competition.
1: And sadly, the actress that was playing her, this was her only
0: credit. Oh,
1: really? She's, she's just out, out. Oh,
0: wow. Hm. So she was, she's probably a tennis player, maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. She didn't seem like a great actress, so not surprised. So Lee's saying, I may be paranoid, but this thing isn't over. Now you keep an eye on them. I'm going to check the grounds. He goes, go on. She's like, all right. And then, there's a call coming over the PA for Lee Stanton. Please pick up the house phone. (laughs) Only Amanda could call there. That's funny. She goes, it's me. I've been watching everything and everyone on the television set. I think I figured the whole thing out. He goes, slow down, slow down. Now what's, what is it you're trying to say? She goes, okay, look, it's really very simple, but it's not so simple when you take everything into consideration. He goes, "Uh uh-huh. Okay. Now, (laughs) what are you talking about? The point is, I think Tina's still the target. And I think I know why. What promises to be a most exciting match for the Women's Championship is about to get underway. That looks like a big ring for a woman. It's definitely her. Oh, she looks prettier without that big hair. Yeah. Before she put the visor down, she looked really pretty. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I would never get on that thing. Oh, my goodness. No. No, 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 no. Uh, It
2: would be so fun. Oh, my
0: God. (laughs) I'm afraid of heights, so I would Uh, not like that.
2: In a heartbeat.
0: I know you two are are, our little daredevils.
1: Except it is just a lot more ancient. You realize, so I know that's it's not it's, that reliable.
0: Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh.
2: What a way to go, though. I've been in a helicopter. Yeah. I, I like
0: that, but this—I uh, trust the helicopter more than I do that thing. <laughs> oh my God! All right, I did not see this coming. What the hell is Francine wearing on her feet? <laughs> did you guys see at thirty-nine forty-six? you have to look oh my goodness gracious oh some crazy boots they match ish the outfit oh my god the whole thing is all blue good gosh that is something else do you see oh my god they're so those are quite the statement i'm not sure what that 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 statement is but it's not good
2: yeah that's that's a lot. Oh That's my
0: expensive. Mhm. I didn't see it before, and I was like, "Oh my God, what's she wearing?" Oh Lord. Okay. Billy meets up with them out in the parking lot area, and they want to explain what's going on. The minute Mary dropped out, Tina was bumped up into the semifinals, which at the moment are being fed into a 140 TV stations, and it says sounds like Steckler still involved. And he says, yeah, and I'm betting Donna Clayton killed him. Look, anyone could be using her tickets, right? She could still be here now and about to catch catch us napping. Lee asks Billy, Billy, do you still got that 30-06 in the, in the trunk? So I guess it's that's a gun. <laughs> For someone who hates guns, I'm, I'm a horrible person at this. I, I don't know. It's, it's obviously a gun. I don't know. I don't have my gun expert, my son, uh, here, so I don't know what that is, but... It's probably some type of sniper gun, I would imagine. Yeah. And then they are driving, and I'm not sure exactly how they know where they're going to be. I I don't understand.
1: They said something about movement on the south perimeter, but I don't
0: know how. But then why are they on the highway? They're, like, on a a main road. They're not, like, within the compound. It just didn't make sense. Yeah. So now we see the gyrocopter thing coming in. And then Billy pulls up, and Lee uh, obviously spots it and gets the gun. The thirty out ought out six—that means ought means zero, right? The like original. So thirty zero six, I guess. These tennis shots that they keep plugging in are so old.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> My goodness. I was
0: goodness.
1: wondering if some of them were of Tracy.
0: I yeah, maybe. It
1: but looks yeah, like grainy, it so could be. Tell.
0: Yeah, it could be her. Oh, I love this. So Francine's like, you need to, you need to clear the stands. And he's like, lady, we're trying to, we're trying to do a show here. You know, miss, we are working, please. Would somebody ask this lady to leave the announcer's area? She goes, this is a government emergency. Somebody is trying to kill Tina Thomerson. Get on the PA and clear the stands now. All right, lady, give me the phone. So in the script, they're talking and Billy at least says, Billy, do you have that 30 out six in the car? and billy says it's in the trunk and then francine have our security people clear the stands and get the tournament officials to help and francine says to amanda go to the announcer's booth and get them to clear the area and amanda says what do i tell them and francine thrusts her id into amanda's hand life and death is usually a good place to start (laughs) but it's funny because lee says tells amanda to get the security people and then francine turns to amanda and says go get them to to shut it down (laughs) like what So I guess Amanda's the security people Uh at that point. So Francine's managed to get this uh, dingle uh, to get uh, to clear the stands. And then uh, Lee pulls the gun out and he's going to uh, he's going to take her out. It's an ultralight. Lee, it's got rocket launchers on the struts. Okay, wait till he's in range. So sexist. (laughs) Don't scare him off. There's nothing wrong with my seat. The guy says, excuse me, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm terribly sorry the fire department has requested that we clear the stands. And Billy says, what are you waiting for, Lee? Take him. He goes, well, shoot. He doesn't do well with pressure. Come on. Uh He took out the, oh. Oh, man, that whole, the whole, the whole dummy just blew up. It was like they rigged the dummy to blow up. People don't blow up, people. (laughs) And then they take off the helmet or move the helmet and it's Donna. I don't know why they're
1: not rushing to get medical help. I assume she's still alive. I think she's dead.
0: Oh, nope, nope. She did the little head flop. So she... That's when she died? That's that's TV. That's TV for... She's dead. That little... (laughs) (laughs) She might
1: have just passed out. We don't know. Uh,
0: So what's filmed is your father got the shuttle out of Malawi uh, this morning, and he's on his way. He'll beat you and Tony home by an hour. She goes, I'm so nervous about it. Every time I think about it, I get the terrible butterflies. And then Francine tells them, you know, Tony, don't you play a couple sets? Why don't you play a couple sets of tennis with him? And she goes, Oh no, my dad hates to lose. She goes, Well, make sure he doesn't lose. <laughs> she's like, Oh, so clever. <laughs> uh-huh. And then they thank her and uh, they take off. So all is well with them. And then Lee's on the phone with uh, Amanda, obviously, and she's like, This calls for a celebration. And he goes, uh, Look, uh, but you know, I've got to get back to DC. And he keeps kind of like mentioning, uh, like uh, wielding the the phone at her, uh-huh. she goes, "We have, a, we finally have a chance to relax a little bit, you know, enjoy the club and pile up on an expense account." And he he just has the phone in his hand. She goes, "Amanda," and he's like, "Yep." She's like, "Right," and then Lee gets back to her. He goes, "There was just a little trouble over my bill." Now where was I? She goes, "You were telling me about why they were still after Tina." Because there are terrorists who wanted to make a statement this, uh Tina was the most visible way of doing it.
1: You really have been working hard, haven't you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, the point is, it was just, um, it was different.
1: How was it different?
2: Well, you know. I mean, you, you get used to working with one person. You get to know their, their habits, their rhythms, you know, the whole potpourri of personality.
0: I missed you, too. He's been caught. It's cute. It's cute. It's very cute. That's the only good part of this, of uh, the film version, you know, like, uh, and it's nobody's fault. It's just, it stinks. But anyways, so the script, the script is Tina says, you've both been terrific. I wish there was a way to thank you. And Lee says, there is. The next time you've got someone assigned to keep an eye on you, don't let them, him end up lost in the Zaragoza desert. And Tina's blank for a moment. Then she smiles ruefully. It won't happen again, I promise. Suddenly, Lee snaps his fingers. I almost forgot. You'd better get outside. The cops are towing your car. Someone apparently reported it stolen. Tina says, stolen? I paid a fortune for that car. She turns and hustles across the lobby and out the door. Lee laughs good-naturedly. Amanda checks him out. Lee? And he says, I couldn't let her off with with a promise. Agency pride and all that. Amanda looks ready to reprimand him, but Lee signals her to hold on. Lee leads Amanda toward the reception area. Relax, it's just a joke. The car's right outside. And Amanda says, okay, I guess she's earned a little payback. It's just, she's so nervous about her dad. Lee says, don't worry about Tina. She can handle herself. Besides, you and I have some unfinished business to take care of. We hear the cocktail orchestra strike up off screen. Amanda says, such as, and he says, weren't we in the middle of discovering all the things we could do well together when we were rudely interrupted? She says, so we were. They link arms around each other and walk toward the music. Freeze frames fade out. (sighs) That would have been cute. More dancing that we missed out on, son of a nutcracker.
1: When did Kate's dad pass away? Was it?
0: That December. December? Yeah. The, the script was written in December, December 11th, and then he died. I just we just talked about it. Um, yeah, I just I couldn't remember the date. The script was good. You know, yeah. it had some cute moments in it. Would have been nice to have them dance again.
2: Gave us an idea of how it was supposed to be. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh how well. Could it been? But it was cute. It's time for Dottie's bookshelf, and she's recommended a couple of stories that tie into this episode, playing for keeps. The first recommendation is a little company written by Matahari II in December of 2001 and has just under 1800 words. This is an extension of the tag. Lee stops by to spend the evening with his partner after he and Francine wrapped up the case. Let's just say Lee is most definitely going to catch Amanda's cold. The second recommendation is Playing for Keeps, Tagalog, by Amber Stockton. In this story, Nurse Lee comes to the rescue. A little soup, a little music, and a whole lot of TLC. As always, we'll provide links on our website at mkcpodcast.com in the show notes. We hope you enjoy the stories.
1: It's time to pull out some videos from the video vault that reflect the episode Playing for Keeps. Amanda is absent for this episode. And Lee really feels it. You can tell he, he would really rather she were there with him instead of Francine. Of course, it ends up that she helps solve the case from her couch, of course. So the song is When You Say Nothing At All by Ronan Keaton, and the video was put together by Love S&K, and it sort of highlights all the great things Amanda does, even when she doesn't have to say anything or be there. And that was the case in this episode. And we all missed her. So even though Kate was not in this episode, it's one we think she would have loved to act in, being a big tennis player herself. Therefore, we have two videos of Kate talking about and then playing tennis. This first video is a clip of Kate talking to Barbara Walters about her love for tennis, even when she has a broken hand. This is something I would do. I would keep playing sports even if I had a broken bone. Totally. The video is provided by TJS and KALBR. And the second clip... From the, is from the show Baby Boom, which occurred after s and then shows Kate playing tennis, actually playing tennis. So yay, we could insert that in this episode. That'd be great. <laughs> and this clip was provided by Kate Jackson Ultimate. We hope you enjoyed these videos, which can be found on YouTube, and we the links on our website at nkcpodcast.com.
0: That's game, set, match for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to check out this episode's screen captures and join in the conversation in our Private Facebook group at Mrs. King's Chronicles. Join us next time when you'll hear Lee tell Amanda what he really thinks of her nose in Three Little Spies. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.